Hello, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut, and find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This is Anthony alongside Mr. Chris Walker. Hi. Chris, what are we eating today? Right now, <laughs> right now I'm eating a chicken cutlet. How was the chicken cutlet? I made them in the air fryer. Well, like you said, they come out dry in the air fryer. Mm. Okay, they come out dry in the air fryer. It's good though. What's on it? Uh, so the that cutlet I just did. Uh, it's nice. Regular egg wash. I did flour. I'm getting notes of seasoning. There's a yeah, there's seasoning. Flour. So. The flour is flour, uh, salt, pepper, and paprika. <laughs> then it's an egg wash. Then it goes into some breadcrumbs. Those breadcrumbs are salt, pepper, Italian seasoning. That's what it is. And uh, some Parmesan cheese. That's that's, that's the one I have. I took one from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of that. I had some Cajun spice on the ones on top. That one was a bit overbearing for me. Was it? Yeah. Just yeah. for me. I like that Cajun seasoning, though. It's like a... I think it's... I don't know the brand name, but it's a good... It's a little much because it's really salty, but and that's my thing. My Grammy would would tell you the same thing. I don't like salty stuff. That might be why. Yeah, but dry see dry cutlets aren't the problem when they're covered in a absolutely delicious vodka sauce. Chris, let me tell you about this. So I I don't do penne alla vodka a lot, but um, but this time what I did um, was I. <laughs> Was I caused a flare-up in my kitchen um, because I, when I poured the vodka out into the measuring cup, because it was three-quarters of a cup of vodka, and I poured it into the pan, it a little bit dripped down the side. Oh, and you have the open flame. Yeah, a little bit dripped down the side of the measuring cup because I wasn't pouring with enough gusto. Um <laughs> And so what happened was that the was that it a little bit missed the pan slightly and and went on to the the heating element which is a gas flame. <laughs> now, you still have eyebrows, so that's good. I do. Now, and the pan did a little flambe. <laughs> Chef Skiff would be so proud of me because of this. Now, at the time because it was late at night when I made this. Um my mouse was putting Sabby uh, down to bed. <laughs> so if she hears this podcast, she'll hear for the first time that there was a foot and a half tall blue. It burns pure blue because vodka's uh, it, it has a high alcohol content, so it burns clean blue like the pilot light. Right up the whole pan for like a minute until all of the alcohol cooked off. And then it was smooth sailing from there. And I'll tell you what, that vodka sauce was very good. No, it was really good. It was very good. How did you uh, how'd you go about seasoning it? Obviously, there's vodka in it. What else, what else do we do? So there's the garlic. There's the onion. I never use as much onion as it says because my mouse does not like the onion uh, a lot. I So it says, excuse me, it says one... Medium onion, yeah, uh, uh, Vidalia, Spanish, whatever onion. So I use like two thirds of the onion. I do two cloves of garlic, cut them up nice. 
a saute. If you don't know what a saute is, then you're not a cook. And that's okay. Maybe you've sauteed and you don't know how. You didn't know what it was called. All you have to do is take a little oil, a little bit of earl, and you have to, and, and usually you're sauteing vegetables or, or meats. Yes. And so you just take a little bit of oil and when it gets hot, you throw on the, the vegetable. In this case, it was it was um, onions and garlic. And I, you don't saute them for a long time. You just cook them till they're translucent. That means you can kind of see through them. This is this is uh, lesson time. SAT prep. Today. Yeah, it's SAT prep. SAT prep with Mr. Walker. I'm almost off the clock for the school year, but here we are anyway. We're still going strong. Anyway, so you saute the onions and garlic for like three minutes, and then comes. The vodka. The vodka. I don't drink vodka uh, ever. The smell of it makes me drunk, essentially. It's like, whoa! It's rubbing on It just knocks you over the head. Um, Anyhow, I poured it in and we had the fun flambéing. We're going to call it a flambé. Uh, It might have been a flare-up, but I think it was a flambé. You flambéed garlic and onions. Luckily, (laughs) luckily... I know what to do. And what you do is not blow on it. You do not blow on a flare-up. Because what you're doing is you're just blowing air and oxygen onto a fire. Okay? You just got to kind of wait it out. You got to just... You you just got to let it go down. It's controlled. It's not going to explode. It's not going to explode. Unless you put water on it and then we're mixing oil... A, a, a grease fire with water. Which right. Is, it's a no-go. Right. It's a no-go. However, this alcohol, it was not a grease fire. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was the alcohol. Oil, but there was alcohol. Yeah, it right. was the alcohol. Yeah. It was the alcohol on hot, on a hot pan. That was all it was uh, over the flame. But in any event, uh, then goes the tomatoes. They were San Marzano. Why? Because they're better. What do I do with the San Marzano tomatoes? I buy them whole. I buy them whole in the can and I put them in the food processor for like three pulses. Not so it's like a liquid, but just enough so that it's still chunky. We like chunks of tomato. Uh, And so those go in. I did one can, stir them around good, um, hit it with, um, well, I hit it with with parsley, a little bit of fresh parsley. Well, that was at the end. Then, oh, the cream. The cream goes... Um, a heavy cream goes and then the Parmesan cheese instead of a quarter of a cup I do a half cup it's always better when it's cheesier uh, and, and salt and pepper I did add salt and pepper um, one of the things about penne alla vodka that I love is that penne alla vodka is really good as a leftover and I think it's something that even gets perhaps better as a leftover yeah yeah especially if you have that little the little graininess to the uh, to the sauce from the from the from the uh, cheese, but one thing that you didn't you didn't put in that I do in mine, and I'm I'm shocked, Chris, is there's no you don't do the crispy you don't do any crispy prosciutto in the. Sauce. I don't do the pancetta, and the reason why I don't I no, didn't no 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 no. Do you take prosciutto like deli prosciutto, super thin sliced, and you throw it in a pan and fry it like bacon? Crumble. That surprises you. That surprises you that I didn't do that. Yeah, because it's delicious, Chris. But I don't like bacon. Okay, I I mean it tastes good, but I don't want it in my dinner. I don't want bait. I don't want brujute in my uh uh like it's too fried. It adds just it adds the calories. I'm on a cut, Anthony. 
Okay, so next time you're not on a cut and we're on a bulk, we'll make pancetta. this Okay, fair. And I would have put pancetta in it, but there was none at the store. Fair. Okay. That's uh, okay. Now, which that and that, that's the comparable thing to do. I would have added the pancetta. That's yeah. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I, I retract my I retract what I was going to say. But you did mention leftovers. Now, one thing that a lot of people do, and I'm I'm with it, is the the penne alla vodka grinders or yeah. Or, my thing though is don't put the pasta on too. I'm okay with. I'm okay with chicken cutlets, yeah. vodka sauce, fresh mozzarella. Sure. That's it. You don't need the extra pot. Like, what do you need pasta on bread for? No, 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 no. I'm I've not seen, Same thing. I mean, same thing with, like, pizza. Like, I've seen the pizza where it's, like, the, the ziti pizza. You know who loves that? Who loves that? Take a guess. I'm going to go Kevin. No, not Kevin. He He's, no, he likes dino chicken nuggets and frozen pizza. Well, he's 12. He's he might be too. Uh, no, my mouse loves oh, the really? penne alla vodka pizza. It makes it's sense. her favorite it thing sense, to but eat. Why do you? Why would you? It just I, maybe it's a sensory thing. With because she because she eats it. She eats it, and where does it go? Nowhere. <laughs> no, I don't it thin air. I don't give a. I don't care about the calories. Obviously, you. Well, that's see what me. I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying, Panthony. <laughs> it's like a two thousand calorie slice. But why would you want to put soft, mushy pizza or soft, mushy pasta on crispy see, pizza? See, at, at Bruno's, which is a restaurant in New, New Fairfield, Fairfield, right? Everybody loves this place. I know. Everybody's gotta go to this place. It's good. It's 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 like a seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a it, seven. It's a seven it's, at it's best. It's not gonna knock my socks off. I'm only saying that because I don't want bad publicity. <laughs> um, listen, the the, pe- the pasta's not soft and mushy. It's before al dente, and that's even that's worse. Yes, it's like crunchy. You need it to the tooth. We don't want this to crunch. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it to the bone. <laughs> to the how tooth. Say, how do you say bone in Italian? I don't know, but in Spanish it's hueso, hueso. Thank you, Giuseppe. Um, hueso, hueso, h-u-e-s-o, hueso. Okay. Those huesos. My bones. Mm-hmm. Like Marin Morris. <laughs> oh no! Oh, like Marin Morris. <laughs> penne alla vodka. Oh yeah, penne alla vodka is good. Put it on a put it on a sandwich though. That's, I like that's that. good for me. Yeah. I want to do that on a sandwich and maybe some nice seeded rolls. Yes, rolls. with what kind of seeds though? Are we talking about a poppy or a sesame? I'm a sesame. I'm All a sesame day. cat. I'm a sesame cat. I'm okay. not a big poppy seed guy. I'm not a I'm not a poppy cat. I'm not a poppy. I'm not a poppy cat. I no. do not I do not want the opium going through my system. Thank well, you. It was in mine today. Opium? At, at work. <laughs> oh poppy seeds. <laughs> I was gonna say at Chris. Work. Jesus, what are these kids doing to you? I'm fresh out of school. <laughs> no, they had a... You know what? I have to look something up. I have to look it up. I have to look up a word before I say it. The word that... See, and I looked the word up. Oh, here it is. The word... <laughs> the word is nosh. The word is nosh. And because this morning... Or no, Friday, I got an email from, from the ESL... Uh, teacher, I got an email from the ESL uh, teacher that said, "Oh, um, come for a breakfast nosh in the in the teacher's room." 
And I was like, what is a little breakfast nosh? And so I said, I'm going to surprise myself. I don't know what a nosh is. I had an idea and my idea was right because the nosh was like a little spread. Okay. And the definition of nosh is to eat a snack. It means to munch, noshing on pizza. We noshed at the, <laughs> we noshed at the amusement park. We noshed for dinner. You look like a nosh today. Chris. We no, we noshed after dinner. What, How do you I, spell nosh? N O S H. I we snacked. Can you can you can you uh, can you give me the country of origin? Um, <laughs> the language of origin, please. Word history. It's from German and from Yiddish to eat on the sly, which means to snack. German and Yiddish. That's a weird. That's a, that's a weird mix. <laughs> that's not. Bit. That's not what you would expect, Panthony. That's a strange. Uh, um, yeah, it's from the eighteen the eighteen hundreds. Nosh, but anyway. So I ate this bagel. This is only interesting to me. Um, I ate this bagel today, and it had poppy seeds in it, and it really bothered me because I don't usually get a poppy seed bagel. Um, when I when I get a bagel, I usually get a plain bagel or a, or a sesame, and on the very rare occasion I would get an everything, but this one had poppy seeds and they were all in my teeth and now I have opium apparently, um, in my body. There's apparently opium coursing through my veins now. Yeah, look it up. Well, I know I know that 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 it comes from the poppy, but in a cooked or or at least in its seeded version. Am I am I full of opium? Am I am I am I tripping? I don't know how many eyes do I have right now, Chris. I don't see any letter eyes on you. <laughs> Uh-oh. But yeah, there was a nosh, so I had the poppy seeds and it was uh and it wasn't it got stuck in my teeth and it was a mess. So a lot of complaining for a free nosh. No, there's a lot of complaining because it's Monday and I'm not going to use the term that I used when I described how the day went to you because there are kids listening uh, to this probably, including my class, which is part of the issue today. Um, but it was a mess. Today was a mess because it's the last week, Monday, last week, practicing for graduation. And the fifth time we practiced for graduation today, Anthony, fifth time we practiced for graduation, I said it twice. I still have people doing it the wrong way. And they're like, what? They walk up. We're practicing handing the diploma, practicing the handshake. And there's supposed to be a podium in between the two people. So you pretend this chair here's the podium. We put a prop podium up for practice. And what do they do? Instead of walking around us and the podium, they try to slither in between us and the podium, and one of them knocked it down. One of them knocked it down. One of them knocked the box we were using down, trying to weasel by it. And I said to him, I said, what is this here for? What are you doing? I don't know. I said, were you paying attention to the last 43 people that got called <laughs> and how they did it? No. Were you talking in the back? Yes. 
Well, why were you talking? Is this the one we always talk about, and your class is going to have to figure out who the one we always talk about is, and then go to Mr. Walker for extra credit? That's right. <laughs> just it, a, just oh, a, not paying attention? Shocker! <laughs> just, a name, just a name on a piece of paper, and the word pretzel. You'll get two extra points. <laughs> and Mr. Walker fell down. Why? Why pretzel? <laughs> I don't know. Make sure they're listening. See that? No, oh, that that guy that I can't say anything else. I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh, but boy. just stop! Come on, come on. Listen to your teachers. You're going to middle school. Oh, they're going to middle school. Yes. They can't if they can't walk out at moving up ceremony. How are they gonna find their classes? Uh, hey guys, this is okay. I'm gonna be your substitute teacher today. Oh boy, here my comes ma- Anthony. My name is Mr. Barberi. Um, middle school, not fun, not fun, kids. No, your bodies are gonna change. We've it's already gonna be, had that. It's talk. gonna be a very, it's gonna be a very odd time for you. I promise, it does get better. You're not gonna be sure which way's it up. Does, it does get better. There's going to be some really, really bad pictures of you taken that you're going to wish your parents deleted. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. I, uh, my, my, well, I wasn't in middle school, but, um, I was still kind of cute back then. Oh, you're, you're still kind of cute right now. Well, I had a period of time in high school where I don't think I could have said that. My junior prom, I always show people that, uh, picture that want to see what I looked like in high school. Um. I was a bit. I, I was a bit of. Um, I was a bit of a of a ball of mush a little bit, and so at my junior prom, my face was, <laughs> my face was very round, and it's not round now, so it's hard to believe. You have an almond shaped face. You have an, yeah. <laughs> have an almond face. Sure. We'll call you Chris Almondine. Yeah, uh, Chris Almondini. That's right. But anyway, my, that picture is not a good one, uh, and I had. Um, I think I had like like gray herringbone. Oh, I'm a see. I'm a slut for herringbone. Now I had the herringbone at the wedding. It was beautiful. The the bow ties yeah. were herringbone. Yeah. I think I had a gray vest or something. I was ugly, man. Wow. Like wow. Eye-openingly strange. And then there's a picture my mom posted once on Facebook uh, when I was a senior. And I thought I had gotten a little bit better, but I definitely hadn't because I was playing golf uh, over in Southbury with my brother. There's a nine-hole course over there. It's gone now. What? It, what? They went private. Which They're, one? Heritage Village bought it. They're completely private now. No. Yes. I went last year, and it was the, the state of the course was awful. Heritage Village bought it. Heritage Village is going to 18 private. Wow. I know. Continue. In any event, we were there. And there's a picture and she posted. And I was like, yeah, that looks like me. I have my nice shorts on. And, and I had like a collared shirt on. And then and then as, as I lost weight uh, during my senior year, because uh, I felt like I needed to make a change, um, it looked hideous. And so now you know that. So I have, a, I have a, since we're talking about high school pictures, I have one pulled up because I was just tell, I was just showing somebody what I looked like. And Chris, I don't think you've ever seen this picture mm-hmm. of me. Okay. This is pre-tattoo. This is pre. This is pre-everything. This was pre-everything. Pre-everything. This was the day. This picture was taken. It was not pre-jewels. No, no, it was not. This picture was taken probably about forty-five minutes before my junior year um, weightlifting competition for the NBLs. I didn't place, by the way, but 
That's me. Look at this guy. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The face the face stayed the same. Yes. I just look more mature now. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. You have a full beard. It's crazy. It looks right? great. What happened in the last week? That's what I'm saying. It keeps doing. What happened it, in the last it, week? It's what happens. I don't, dude. I don't get it. I saw you not not a week and a half ago. It was a week ago. I know. And it just every time I look at myself, I'm like, oh, it's fuller. Oh, it's fuller. Oh, it's 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 fuller. It's a beard. <laughs> it's a real beard. Wow. Yeah. You have come a long way. I we have to do a before a picture of the first pod and a picture today of your facial hair. I will. I will. I have one from not even the first oh pod. Oh my I god. One, I have one from the radio station. The show. radio station, yeah. which was one week before the first pod. Yeah, here, let me find it. You look like a child. I know. I know, finally. Actually. And you haven't shaved since. I've cleaned it. I actually, you cleaned it for the wedding. I, I, yeah, I trimmed it down almost to nothing. To like so a little more than scruff because your um, your mouse requested me to, and she scares me. I think me a that's little. funny. You know what? I think that's very funny that she asked you to trim it because she never wants me to trim no, mine. No, she just said she just said no, no, it. no. She said clean it up. If I said. no, if mine looked like that, she would not have a problem with it. I guaranteed. That's very strange. Because sometimes I'm like, what if I shaved? What would you do? I know the answer. She'd be like, no. No, thank you. Absolutely not. But yeah. Then yeah, we gotta we gotta get the picture up from the first uh before the first pod to now. If you're listening and 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 hopefully you go on Instagram and look now. Yeah, see I now I look the same. Yeah. I think. No, you you do. I, well you're well you I'm a little now. bit more have, cut now. You have, too. you have a little more scruff now. Lost, too, I've lost seven pounds since that picture. Hey. It's nice, good stuff. Nice. And that was on purpose. But uh but yeah, I mean that's it's night bad. and it's day. Bad. You were it just starting there. to grow yeah. it. That was Patches McGee right there. Patches O'Hula. That was pa- <laughs> That was Patrick Starr. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, man, nonetheless. Chicken gutlets. Um yeah, let me, I mean, let us know if you guys want some more of the personality because we like doing this. We usually cut it out of most episodes, but uh, if it goes yeah, sometimes well, it's a little bit dry, like the yeah. air fryer cutlets. Yeah, what kick me while I'm down? Why don't you? <laughs> so well, sometimes when you don't have a com, like it's hard though. It's hard because we're trying. We're still finding our way here. Oh yeah, but yeah. I, this is fun. This is no. This we is, have fun with this. this. Is, and course. at the end of the day, it's what we want. We it can say whatever we want. It is. It is what we if want. If we don't want to do sports or spaghetti, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Um, we're going to do it this week, though, actually. so We are, and we have. We've done half of it. We've covered half of it, and boy, do we have a fun sports uh, segment coming up. Yeah, we want to get some uh, some interaction here on the on the, on the the socials. So we're going to do some quizzes, guys. We're going to test, we're going to test Mr. Walker. Uh, normally, he tests everybody else. That's but right. We're going to test Mr. Walker this time. So no break. We're going right through. No need to stop. We're not stopping. We're rocking and rolling. Uh Sports news, we'll do it real quick. Nothing much um, when it comes to finishing series. Um, the NBA series is uh, game four, or game five tonight. Um, the Nuggets look to wrap up. They're up 3-1. Jokic looks unstoppable. I as, see it happening had, tonight. Oh, yeah. I think Denver gets their first tonight. And then uh, if you listened last week, I predicted 
uh, Vegas in five, and they have a chance to do that. I actually even predicted the wins. I said 2-1-2, two, two, um, and Jonathan Marchessault is, uh, is, is the con Smythe, which is looking looking like it's either going to be him or Aiden Hill. So it, It's much more likely for it to be given to a skater than a goalie. Yeah. So uh, what was the? Do you know the last goalie like offhand? Who the last goalie to win the Conn Smythe was? No, but I'm going to tell you. Thank you, thank you. It was oh, it was Andre Vasilevsky in 2021. Oh okay, okay. I was thinking maybe I didn't think I was thinking maybe Holtby. For Bef- that before that, it was Jonathan Quick. Hey, Quick, quicker in 2012. Okay. You're going to hear his name again later. Oh, see, I knew it. I knew he was going to be there. Um, you have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, okay. So, like I said, that series looks like it's going to be wrapped up fairly soon. Um, that's it. Sports news. The Yankees are bad. We'll get into that. We'll have a special guest dive into the Yankee Yankee talk in, a, in the next coming weeks. We're just trying to iron some stuff out. Um, we won't reveal until <laughs> until everything is all good. But we're going to go uh, do some in depth baseball talk with said special guest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's slow time for sports. A lot of people don't even follow hockey or follow basketball, so baseball is the only thing going on for them right now. But Yankees are bad. Anthony Volpe needs to get sent down. Give Peraza a shot. Um, Judge is still hurt. So, woe is us, I guess. But let's bring the spirits up, and let's bring the spirits up with our favorite segment of the week: the good, the bad, the eh. This is in no particular order. Oh, boy. So, here's the thing. Anthony wanted me to do one thing for this. And I don't know if I want to do it anymore because I have a different one that I want to do. I'm flipping the script. Oh, you're flipping the bad? I might flip the bad. Oh, it was a good bad. It was a good bad. It's okay. Uh, It's okay. It's okay. Flip the script. I don't know. All right, maybe. All right, fine, fine. All right, we'll keep it. Yeah, we'll keep it. Of course, it's a yeah. You're just like my kids, you know that. You're just like my kids. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna play Jeopardy today. And they're like, and I'm like, fine, fine, just stop, just stop. I gave you free and clear choice, Chris. I know, I know. All right, anyway, the good. Well. Obviously, I'm going to talk about hockey because we're not going to talk a lot about hockey. Um, So, Bruce Cassidy is the good. And I'll tell you what. On June 14th, 2022, he was named the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. He can again. Now, I know it's not not to the day because it's tomorrow night. But on the one-year anniversary of his coaching uh, hire, he can be named the first coach. Or he could be named. He could. Wow. You showed me your phone and threw me off. I said, hold on. And then you looked at my phone. I didn't want to lose it. Read it. (laughs) I'll read it. That's the end. Um, I can make that the end. My end was not as good. Um, Anyway, let me start that over. Bruce Cassidy can celebrate his anniversary of getting hired by hoisting the cup if he wins it on Tuesday night, um, which is when you'll hear this, hopefully, or maybe if you listen later in the week, it's over. He can celebrate his one-year anniversary of being hired with a cup to his name 364 days later. That's awesome. If it's tomorrow. That's so cool. 
Right? That's a new so coach, cool. boom. Yeah. And his team is the good because, well, they are very good. And they're beating another very good team pretty handily. I mean, they're good games, uh, but this team has taken over, and I don't see any reason why Anthony's prediction is not going to come true. You might very well be the good of the week if this comes true tomorrow. <laughs> um, but in any event, okay. So here's where I have to go on a little bit of a rant. So I, w- I was going to maybe save this for a different part of the show. I just knocked down the J. On, see, I can't stop fidgeting. It's after work. I'm all a mess. I'm in a tizzy, if you will. Um, okay, the bad. And maybe I'm in a tizzy because I'm, I'm, I have to talk about feet now. Um, I don't like feet. I'm just going to leave with that. Feet, feet really are the bad of the week. First of all, I'm going to I'm going to put out a message to everybody. And this goes to everybody from the ants that walk in the dirt uh, to 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 people that have come and gone in this life. Um, I don't like your feet. And I don't like my feet. What about your adorable daughter's feet? You knew you you had to t- I knocked the J down. Get rid of it. You knew I was going to say that includes you, Sabrina. No, her feet stink. Her feet stink. She walks around all day with bare feet outside, on the patio in the back, on our floors, which the dogs walk around also. Dog feet are not bad. I will say that. It's because they're called paws. That's right. Paws are absolutely not bad. Okay, so all dogs and cats, even though I don't love cats, are exempt from this. Uh, But dogs have their, their breath stinks. Anyway, feet are nasty because they stink. My feet stink your feet stink. Yeah, they do. Sabrina's feet stink right now while we're talking. And I'm not even with her. And they stink. She's probably napping or just finishing up a nap as we speak. And her feet are disgusting, I'm sure. And if you wear socks or if you walk around barefoot or if you wear shoes ever, then your feet stink. So, Chris, why are we talking about feet here? Thank you for letting me rant. You're welcome. So, Aaron Judge, another bad news, uh, has, a, has a toe injury. And it was a um, it was a contusion or a sprain of the ligament in his right big toe, which means that he had to have taken his socks off and had them examined by a professional in order to figure out that there's a contusion or a sprain. There had to have been some kind of medical examination that took place where it was established that he has huge feet. And they probably stink. Yeah, you, can you imagine playing a game and then taking those nasty cleats and socks? I off can. And put, I can imagine playing. And somebody's foot going right in your face. Oh, stop it! <laughs> That's terrible. Ugh. And interestingly enough, and when my mom hears this, I think she's gonna laugh because she would know that my toenails are horrible <laughs> at all times. Uh, they're the most unkempt part of my entire body, <laughs> which is not hard to believe if you know me. I do take care of myself. Except my toenails. Why don't I cut my toenails was when I should? Why would I want to touch my toe? I don't want to touch my feet. Uh, his toe. On a human being so big, his toe is injured. Anyway, that's the bad. Here's the eh. And Anthony just shoved his phone in my face. And it, it actually is the eh. So the oh, the A's, this is incredible. The The Oakland A's are going to, they have scheduled, the fans have scheduled 
a reverse boycott for tomorrow's game. So normally during during a boycott it is is maybe if you go on a strike when you stop doing something. It's like the sign of on impractical jokers. Don't stop not trying to help, or don't not stop trying to not help. Um, usually that's a boycott when you pick at something, or you know if you if you if you boycott Bud Light because. You, you, because you think that you matter uh, to that company, um, or if you know, that's a boycott. Oh, I'm not gonna drink Bud Light because there's a rainbow on the can. Um, not that I care. I don't care, and I don't drink Bud Light either. Uh, that's just because it sucks. It's not because there's a rainbow on the can. Um, but anyway, the Oakland A's. I'm on a roll. You are today. on a roll today. The Oakland A's. Are gonna. <laughs> you can't even get it out. <laughs> I've read it and I'm trying to say they're gonna pack the stadium. They're gonna have a crowd they're calling at it, the game. They're calling it a reverse boycott. They're reverse boycotting to show that fans are not the problem. First of all, the staff there is are brutal because, the like, when I was at the Yankee game a couple weeks ago with our buddy Justin, um, like the guy in our section, and we were on like field level seats, not on the field like the Legends uh, game we were at, the Legends box. You know, we were in the one hundreds. Um, the guy, I, I said to the guy, I was like, "Do I have to show my ticket every time?" And he was like, "No, nah, you guys are good." I was like, "Okay." The A's uh, ushers don't let you move your seat, even though there's ten people in the stadium. So they've already raised thirty thousand dollars with plans to sell out seven to hand out 7,000 shirts in the parking lot that say sell. Um, we'll see how this goes. I'm excited. A's are on a win streak. They're on a five-game win streak as it's, of recording this. It's bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> so if the A's do not lose the, a game for the rest of the year, they will finish with their best record in franchise history. So that's still a possibility. That is still a possibility. But no, I'm really excited to see. I'm going to watch the game just <laughs> yeah. to see what it looks like when there's fans there. Yeah. Yeah. At, at what is it? Ricky Henderson Field, O.co. Oakland uh, Coliseum. Oakland Coliseum. There's like 500 it's games It's not of it. that. No, it's not. I think it's Ricky Henderson Field. Really? Yeah. I think they changed oh, the name of it. Oh, God. No, the name. The You want to know the name of it right now? Yeah. The Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. That's the name of it. Womp womp. That's that's rough. So nobody even wants the sponsors that the sponsor play, that The shit, playing right? surface is Ricky Henderson Field at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. There's no sponsor. <laughs> They're like our podcast. There's no sponsor. No, we have a sponsor. We have more sponsors. It's Underground's Records Cafe. We have more sponsors than the Oakland Athletic Stadium, baby. We are on the way up. Now, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum was sponsored by the Veterans Veterans Memorial. But it, it wasn't like UBS or, yeah. you know, or Barclays or whatever for the Islanders. This is literally just like a city property. Yeah, yeah at this point. It's bad. Are you done on your rant, Chris? Yeah, I'm done. That okay. was in no particular order. Now, we're going to get into some fun stuff. Um, we'll do this for a little bit of context. 
So we were talking about bad trades. We talk about bad trades all the time because this is mostly a Yankee podcast, and that's kind of what Brian Cashman is known for. So I have compiled a list, Chris. Now, it's a multiple-choice list. I have compiled a list of quote-unquote bad trades, okay? Okay. So let's make sure the mic stays on. Why don't we come back after this? i got to plug my laptop in. We'll come back after this. And we're back. Okay, so as I was saying, we've talked about some bad trades. Um, I have compiled a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine trades um, that have been considered bad because a prospect has turned out to be a superstar. Okay, so the first one, I'll give you a layup. Now, these are all multiple choice. So right-handed pitcher James Shields was traded to the Chicago White Sox for Eric Johnson and Trey Turner, Fernando Tatis Jr., Will Myers, or Manny Margot. A layup, you said? That was a layup, yeah. What year was this? I don't know the years. They were the, All of the players were prospects at the time. Say them again? James, right-handed pitcher James Shields, yeah, Shields was traded to the Chicago White Sox, the White Sox. for Eric Johnson yep. and Trey Turner, Will Myers, Fernando Tatis Jr., or Manuel Margot. Margot? That was Fernando Tatis Jr. No! Fernando Tatis Jr. was traded for James Shields straight, almost straight up. Wow. That's one bad trade. Okay. I'm 0 for 1. <clears throat> That's an F. <laughs> Outfielder Carlos Gomez and right-handed. Remember Cargo? Yeah, I remember. Uh, outfielder Carlos Gomez and right-handed pitcher Mike Fires. Yeah, was traded to Houston for Brett Phillips, Domingo Santana, Adrian Hauser, and Starling Marte, Corbin Burns, Cedric Mullins, or Josh Hader. Mullins. That was Josh Hader. I almost said that Hader. That was Josh Hader. He was traded in a four-piece package. Could you imagine if the Astros had Hader? No. No, like, I hate them Like anymore. prime Hader in prime Astros. This one's fun. These these next two are fun. Um, okay, right-handed pitcher Josh Fields was traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Pete Alonzo, Jose Barrios, Jordan Alvarez, or Ketel Marte. Say that. Oh, okay. Uh, say that again. Read it again. My bad. Right-handed pitcher Josh Fields Fields was traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. To L.A. For okay, Pete Alonso, Jose Barrios, Jordan Alvarez, or Cattell Marte. Was it Alvarez? It was Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Uh, I knew it couldn't have been Barrios. Josh Fields. Josh Fields got I think three or four appearances for the Dodgers and yeah. they gave up Jordan Alvarez. Wow. See, I could yeah. I could do the other I knew I knew that. I, I knew that he was in the Dodgers yeah. organization. I could do another I could do another like I could do the other team involved, but I feel like that would give it away. Oh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, this is the next one. This is I'm also, one for three. This is also an anti Dodger one. Okay. Left handed pitcher Tony Watson was traded to the Dodgers for O'Neill Cruz, Ronald Acuna Jr., Luke Voigt, or Jonathan India? Uh, say it again. Left-handed pitcher Tony Watson, Watson was traded to the Dodgers for O'Neill Cruz, Ronald Acuna Jr., Luke Voigt, or Jonathan India? Acuna Jr. O'Neill Cruz. 
Really? O'Neill Cruz would have been the Dodgers shortstop right now. Just think about that. Oh, wow. Just think about that. Um, all right, we don't have to do this one. Um, oh, this one's fun. Okay. Left-handed pitcher, pitcher, left-handed pitcher Jose Quintana. Okay. Was traded to the Chicago Cubs. I think never. This is now the answers are two people. So, Jose Quintana was traded to the Cubs for infielder Matt Rose, infielder Bryant Fleet, and now there's two prospects: Key Brian Hayes and Mitch Keller, Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. Or Julio Rodriguez and Mitch Haniger. B. Uh, which one was B? The second one you read. Oh, Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease? No, that was C. Oh, well, it was that one. It was oh. C. Yeah, the, the two best players on the White Sox were traded for six months of Jose Quintana. And the Cubs are middling again. The Cubs are trying to sell again, looking to sell again. Quintana's not good. No, he's he's bounced around. He's I'm pretty sure he's out of the league now. Um, this one's fun just because it's a one for one. Shortstop Jazz Chisholm to Miami for Zach Gallen, Zach McKinstry, Juan Soto, Michael King. Juan Soto. <sighs> Jazz Chisholm was traded straight up for Zach Gallen. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So those. I mean, one we don't have to do. Six. Say we don't have to do all of them, but those are some fun ones. We can keep doing that if you guys want to do, or we can do some trades and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I'm gonna do you in hockey. Yeah. No, I want. That's what I want to do. I, I wanted to see how this goes, You're and then I want it. to see you just absolutely destroy me with names I've never even heard of. <laughs> but you know, speaking speaking of hockey, Chris oh, is our dear. Chris is our resident Chris is our resident hockey expert here. He's our Barry <laughs> Melrose, if you would. Shout out Barry Melrose. ESPN should never fired him, but. That's a different story. I met him. Really? Yeah. Is he as nice as he seems? He's cool. Cool. I fixed his phone for him one day. At oh, NHL nice. Network. Yeah. Nice. So, so we'll call him Chris Melrose. I he guess. He said he owed me a beer. I never got it. Forget the beer. Come on our podcast. It'll be even. Right. Um. Anyway, so Chris, I tasked you. Now we do our we do our segments. We do your you know in no particular order. We do the Grammys grinders. So I don't ask you to do a lot. I asked you to do this just because I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit. After seeing the performances from guys of the likes of Aiden Hill, who has been, I mean, a career backup, started this season. His list. <laughs> he started this season as a third stringer. Um, he was actually acquired at the end of last season from San Jose. Um, with seeing how he's been playing, with seeing how Sergei Bobrovsky has been playing, um, there's just been some elite goalie play in the playoffs and in the Stanley Cup Finals. So... I asked Chris, make me a list, your personal top five goalies in the NHL from 2010 to right now, and this is Chris's list, and I'm not seeing this, so I'm going to react to it. It's so hard what you asked me to do, and even now, um, even now as I have it, it's like driving me nuts. Um, This is crazy. See, I want to change the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there, when I when I went on the website, I went on to to check out all these all the stats I wanted to, to weigh this with. Um, something that jumps out at me is is the the eight the goalie with the eighth most games played in the last ten years. I did it in the last ten years. Okay, is Semyon Varlamov. With the eighth, he's top ten in games played. 
Yeah. Damn. Yep. He's also top 20 in save percentage, which is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's not in the top five, um, uh, obviously. Uh, anyhow, so I guess we could go five to one. I guess we could go five to one here. Five to one. Um, all right. Number five. Um, this guy has played 420. Well, he retired. Uh, he played 426 games in his career. He finished with a 2.32 goals against average um, and a 9.19 save percentage uh, over the course of his career. Now, his last game was in 2022. He did come back um, after an extended absence with some family stuff back home in Finland. And he does have one Stanley Cup. And he's got an Olympic medal. And he has an IIHF under U-20 World Championship medal. And his name is Tuka Rask. Do you know who that is? He was in Boston. Yeah, the Boston Bruin great Tuka Rask. Number five. That pains me because I hated the guy. Not as a person. <laughs> he was so good. He was so good. It was so Imagine annoying. going from Tuca to right over to uh, the, the probable Vesna winner. And then Swayman as well. I like Swayman better. Honestly, I, I, we, this is this could be a conversation for another time, but I know you'll agree because he's an Islander, but Ilya Sorokin deserves it. Of course he does. He deserves it. But he was the best goalie in the league. He took a bad team and made down. them good. Hands down. But okay. Anyway, okay. This one is this one might ruffle some feathers. Uh, this one might ruffle some feathers because if you look at this goaltender's record, they're they have a they have a losing record um, of 180, 180 and twenty four. Um, in terms of minutes played. Over the last 10 years, they're 10th uh, with 24,680 minutes played. Um, and also 10th in games played with 431, the 93-born Anaheim Duck, John Gibson. This guy is a filthy netminder. And over the last 10 years, no goalie has gotten the short end of the stick worse than John Gibson. He actually just requested a trade over the weekend or late last week. They got to get him out of there. He's not even that old. He's only 30 this year. This guy needs to go play somewhere that can win a cup. I was just going to say, do you think this is like a trade for like, hey, we're a goalie away from the cup? Yes. Wow. And he's... Waterproof feathers, actually. And (laughs) yes. Yes. You like that? Okay, good. Keep That's going. why I said ruffle feathers. Oh, I like that. I, know. I like that. That was a that was a me pun. I I kind of do like subliminal puns. Yeah, little, not overtly obvious. But anyway, John Gibson. I'm always I always ride the Gibson train. Um, a lot of people don't, and it's because his goals against average is two point eight, and his save percentage is only nine one two. The dude. For him to have those numbers on the Ducks in the last 10 years, it's nothing short of unbelievable. So he's number four. Number three. Number three has a chance to hold a Stanley Cup tomorrow night. And his name is Jonathan Swift. I mean, Jonathan Quick. (laughs) Um, 
467 games played in the last 10 years is fourth most in that span. Um, the Connecticut native has a goals against average of 256 and a save percentage of 910. Um, his save percentage has never been his strong suit, but the dude has won two Stanley Cups uh, and might have won his third. Um, although I don't know if he gets his name on the cup. I think they could they could petition to have his name on the cup. You have to meet a certain criteria. Yeah. Um, but in, in, And they have to win it first. Yeah. Um, but the dude has 226 wins in that span. Um, those 226 wins in that span are eighth most among goalies. Um, and for that reason, he's my third best. He also have has 14 points. Um, that's that's like points, Jesus. which is fifth most of all goalies uh, in history of during that t- uh, yeah. tenure span. Um, so we have five, four, and three. Just to recap, number five was Tuukka Rask. Uh, number four was John Gibson. Number three was Jonathan Quick. Number two. Now we're in a pretty exclusive list here. Okay. So I could go two ways with this. And people are going to crucify me for this. Can I... Can I maybe... Hmm. I'm thinking here. You know what? Can I do two for number two? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do a do a two A two B, and then we'll do a one. Okay. Thank you. Actually, I, you know what? Well, why don't we bump everything down? We'll make we'll make a top we'll six. Make, we'll make not even top six. We'll make Tuka make Tuka Rask uh, an honorable mention, so you don't have to put him on the list. Okay. Okay. So now we're at, we're at honorable f- mention Tuka Rask five John, John Gibson, Gibson four four uh, Jay Quick. Okay. And then now we're at three. All right, that makes me happier. Number three is a goaltender that has won cups. Cannot win one this year. Had a chance to win one this year, but was played in a game when maybe he shouldn't have been and might have cost his team a series. His name is Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's be honest with, with ourselves here. This guy's played the second most games in the NHL in that span at 518. Uh, that is a workhorse. He's won 295 games in the last 10 years. Um, he's lost uh, a 164 and 50 overtime or shootout losses. Excuse me, 50 shutouts, I should say. Combined, he has 164 losses and he has Jesus. 50 shutouts in that time. Jesus. Now, if you want to rank the shutouts... He's got the most shutouts at 50. By a lot, Tuka Rask has the second most with 36. And it's, you, I mean, you can't even blame it on the, the team, like the defense played well, because he's been on three teams since. That's that's three different teams of stats. Wow, Mark Andre. Why couldn't you do that this year, pal? He didn't have as good a season this year, and maybe that's uh, due to the fact that he's uh, 39 <laughs> this year. That might, that might um, be and, and he's had a very successful potentially Hall of Fame career. I think he's a lock for the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. Uh, the guy's got the cups. That's the thing you need. He's got the cups. He's got the longevity, the health, the stats, the shutouts. Everybody loves he, him. He has, he has business. Does he have business? Mark andre Mark andre I'll read the list. So he's got a Stanley Cup in 2017. He's got a Stanley Cup 
in, tw- in 2016. He's got a Stanley Cup in 2009, which doesn't count in the last 10 years. He's got a gold medal in the Olympics in 2010. Um, and two silver medals in the IHF World Juniors. Uh, sorry, World Championships. The dude's got accolades. He's got three cups. And that unbelievable workload, number three. Which means the next two have to be nothing short of spectacular to best flower. And the number two goalie still has a chance to win a cup. And his name is Sergei Bobrovsky. Wow, that's bold. That's bold too, Chris. Okay, well, let's break it down. The dude has 34 shutouts. The guy has 297 wins over the last 10 years. Which, if we're counting, is the most of any goalie. His numbers are good. 263 goals against, 915 save percentage. He's also played the most games at 521. Bob came back this season. Was not even really a story during the regular season. Middling. Didn't play as much as other goalies like Spencer Knight and Alex Lyon down the stretch. He took the reins and grabbed them and took the Panthers all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. And they've won a game. And they're still not completely out of that series. No, I mean, they did it against Boston. And that was that was that had a lot to do with Bob. But Bob has had his fingerprints <laughs> all over this playoffs. And he is their MVP. I do have to say. Matt Kachuk is also involved. But Bob is vintage Bob. I do have to say, no matter which team wins, I'm happy with... I'd be happy with Bob getting a cup. I'd be happy with the Aiden Hill story. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with either one. So am I. I really am okay with either one. Number one. There's a lot of good goalies that have not said. You know who's way up on the list that's not on here because it can't be? Is Martin Jones and Cam Talbot are in the top ten in games played and a few other categories. Cam Talbot. Yeah. They're uh, they're they it's they're sandwiched. They are sandwiching Semyon Varlamov for most games played. Um, I could have said Connor Hellebuck, but I didn't. I could have said Braden Holtby, but I didn't. Wow. I could have said Freddie Anderson, but I didn't. The number one goal in the last ten years, without a doubt is Andre Vasilevsky. Really? Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. <laughs> first of all, first of all, we're talking about the last 10 years. So, not only did he win two Stanley Cups in a row, which Marc-Andre Fleury did, yeah. he also went to the finals the next year and lost. He's been a perennial, perennial, that means every year the flowers come up, uh, all-star, uh, playoff contender. He's got the Vezina. He's got the IAHF medals. But in the last 10 years, we only want... Okay. You want the last 10 years? He's got a gold medal for Team Russia in the IHF World Championship. He's got a bronze medal in the U-20 World Championship. He's got another bronze medal in the U-8... Uh, the U-20 World Championship uh, in 2013. He's got another bronze medal in the IHF World Championship in 2017. He's got another bronze medal in the uh, 2019 IHF World Championship in Slovakia. 
The dude has metal after metal. His 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 trophy uh, cabinet is full, overflowing, and he's got two cups. Then, if you want to just talk about how good of a goaltender he is, forget the championships. Okay, well let's look at him. He's played 425 games, uh, which is 12th most uh, out of uh, qualifying goalies. Goalies that have played 20 or more. Uh, two five two goals against and a nine twenty save percentage. Two hundred sixty three wins in far f- in almost a hundred fewer games than Bob. Bob has two ninety seven. Vassy is only thirty four wins away from that with a hundred fewer games wow. played. That's that's unbelievable. Thirty two shutouts as well. Okay, and he has eighteen points. Which lead goalies in that span? Vassy, my brother's going to be really happy about hearing that. I love to watch him play. The big cat is number one. I don't think too many people would disagree with that. Too many hockey people. I don't think too many people would. You're not hockey I'm people. Like, I'm a cat. You're going to throw a name at me. That's going to make my blood boil. But go ahead, do it. I was just going to ask Chris, where's Carey Price? Get out of here. Why? 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 Yeah, we're talking accolades. We're talking. Go ahead. Accolades. Tell me about the accolades. Uh, well, in the last ten years. Tell, tell me about his whole career. He has three gold medals. Okay. He has one uh, with the World Juniors in 07. He has three gold medals with Canada, and he has a silver medal in 05. Okay, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I know. Um, he has been he to was seventeen. He has been to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven All Star games uh, since 09. Um, he has the heart in 2015. He has won in 2015. He has won the, and he won the heart, the Ted Lindsay, the Vesna, the Jennings, and he was the first team goalie. But uh, but did he win a cup? No. Okay. Okay, but did Barry Sanders win a Super Bowl? No. So do rings matter? Yes. So okay, if rings matter, you're trying to th- you're telling me Ahmad Bradshaw is a better. Uh, we're not talking about no. football. Okay, but that's but that's what I'm that's what I know. You're telling me Ahmad Bradshaw is a better all time running back than Barry Sanders because no, Bradshaw has two rings. No, but that's not a good comparison. What's a good comparison? And so I think that Carey Price, he's too. First of all, he's not in the top ten in any stat over the last ten years. He's not. Is it because he's on a crap team? Yes. Is it because he's had some substance abuse issues? Yes. I would never count that against somebody. However, he he's not... There was a few years, Ant. There was a few years where Carey Price was the best goalie in the league. A few. You want to talk about 2015? I'll talk about 2015 all day. There's not a goalie better than him. From 2014 to 2017, there's nobody better than him. I'll, tell, I'll give you that. Nobody wants to play Price. But after that, his career has steadily declined. Maybe it's because of mental health issues. Maybe it's because of substance issues. I don't know, but it's declined. It, it's a fact. His num- When was the last time he played a game? 2021 finals. Two years ago. Okay! <laughs> so how is he going to be the best goalie of the last 10 years... If he's still an active goalie and he hasn't played in two calendar years. Oh, is that is that he has not played since the finals? No, he hasn't played since the finals. Right. Holy shit. That was what I was going to get at. 
And I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's going through some, you know, he, 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 he first, he's going to be a player development person. I don't think he's going to play again. Um, the last game he played was in the 21-22 uh, season. He won the Bill Masterton Trophy for coming back. He played five games that year. He was one in four, and then he, he had to leave again. He played 25 games in the 2020-2021 season. He only played 58 games in the 1920 season. Yes, it was a shortened season. I get it. Now, before that, all right, he played lots of games. He missed almost all of 2015-2016 with injury. Um, Anthony, he's not in the top five. Is he in the top ten? He might barely crack it. Barely? Oh, this is a Carey Price hater, I think. No. No, he just isn't the best. I think what you have here is a case of Montreal Canadiens fans in your brief time with hockey. I'm not discrediting you for no, that. No, do you get it? But in your, in your briefer time with hockey than me, I think you're letting people talk about him and it's getting to you because... Because he's like the face of Canadian hockey yeah. over the last 10 years or so they think. Yeah. He's not the top five. He's barely a top 10. Connor Hellebuck's got to be in the top 10. Okay? Yeah, I can agree with that. Henrik Lundqvist has to be in the top 10. Yeah. Um, I think Pecorine has to be in the top 10. Uh-huh. Uh... Uh... uh it was an odd sound. Braden Holtby has to be in the top 10. Yep. Over the last 10 years, Ben Bishop might have to be in the top 10. I was thinking Ben Bishop might have been an honorable mention. Uh, even Jake Allen could be in the discussion. Um, to a lesser extent, uh, Varlamov. Um, I don't think you could put him in there. Um, maybe over the last... Maybe from fifteen to ten to five years ago, Varley's up there. Um, although he did have a great—I mean, you can't discredit his run to the conference finals with the Islanders mm-hmm. two seasons in a row with him. So you know, I'm kind of pooping on Varley, and he's had two really amazing seasons. Just last year, Ilya was the starter. Yeah. So he could be just outside the top ten of the last ten years. Um, I think that's where you find Carey Price. Um, yeah, I said what I said. I like that. Well, you know, you know, I'm a casual. We'll call it. I'm a, I'm a hockey casual. I'm getting more. Into no, it. you're getting not more into it. You are not a casual. You are not a casual. Your favorite player is Zach Parise. You're not that much of a casual. All right. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I'm learning. I'm learning. Casuals I'm learning. don't watch the games more than I do in the playoffs. Fair, yeah. Yeah, you but, also have more time than me, but still, if you were a casual, you wouldn't care because your team's not in the finals. That okay, that's fair. Um, I, I like how you mentioned Pecorine, um, but I'm just looking at some of the other guys, like young guys that are that are right, you know, playing right now. Like, how much more would they have to do to get on this list of the last ten years? Like a guy like Juice, Juice is pretty good. A guy like Otter, stuff like that. Like, I understand they've only been in the league two, three, four seasons at a time, but. I mean, four seasons out of ten, if you're elite for those four seasons... No way. Really? 
No yeah, way. The names that I'm giving you have for 10 seasons or just about in the case of uh, uh, Rask mm-hmm. um, and plus in his in, in those 10 seasons his body of work fills all these categories well anyway now if we go the last 5 years yeah then that list is different Bobrovsky's not on that list he's not Flurry's not on that list Jonathan Quick's not on that list you're asking 10 years. Yeah, so I think, I mean, with the 10 years, we have a lot of guys, if you look at it now, there's a lot of guys that are still active, but they had their primes. Right, they're past their prime. The, they had their primes for a significant chunk of 10 years. Bob had his prime for 6 out of the 10. Um, you know, you know, you know. And even that. now they're past their prime, they're still above the average. Yes. And so that's why they're padding their stats. So if you had to go the last five years... I Price still wouldn't be on that list. There's no way. There's no way. He hasn't pucky. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, Vasilevsky's still on the list. John Gibson's still on the list. Connor Hellebuck has to be on that list in the last five years. Uh, I think even Jacob Markstrom might crack that list. Um, it's too early for Ottinger. It's too early for Sorokin. It's too early uh, uh, for UC Saros. It's too early for some of these guys. It is. Um, but yeah, anyway, there's my thing. I'm I, shot. You know, Chris, I'm hurt that I didn't hear a Devin Dubnik on that list. So, <laughs> Dubnik had a couple really good seasons with Minnesota. He resurrected his career with Minnesota. Yeah, he came over from Arizona. He did not have a good start to his career. You want to, huh? <laughs> you want to get me going on Dubnik? I was always a Devin Dubnik fan. Um, Always, always a fan of Devin Dubnik. See, my thing for, for hockey goalies, and, and, and with the exception of Hank, because Hank, you are a beautiful man, you are a rocket. Uh, if your goalie isn't a little goofy looking, I don't trust him. Dubnik is a little like, bit Dubnik goofy. is goofy looking. So, with Dubnik's Edmonton tenure... Why is this doing this? Stop. Enough. What? Sorry! Oh, that's because he stopped in 2021. Wow. Never mind. All right. So, in Devin Dubnik's um, Edmonton career, he was 50, 59, and 19 with, with bad numbers. Okay? Then, he went over to Arizona briefly, ever so briefly, really didn't do anything. And then he went to Minnesota, and he played a lot of games. And he was 247 and 195. Now that looks a lot better. And his numbers were very good. And so, no, he does not He does not make the list. But I'd say over the last 10 years, he'd be in the top 20. Oh, yeah, no, I was just, I was just busting balls. Because I remember when I first started, when we first started doing the radio show, that was his Vesna finalist season. When he, uh, it was what, so you figure it was 2016? Yes. 16 or 17, he was the Vez, he was a Vezna finalist. Um, he was a Vezna final, a Vezna candidate in 2016, 17, and then he was a finalist in 2014, 2015. Yeah, so it was those two. Yeah, it was those two years. Or yeah, yeah, those two seasons. He was an All Star um, um, in 2014, 15. That was his only All Star appearance. Okay. All right. Now, not not that that matters for him a lot. Now, 
ignore all the ten, ignore all the ten year stats. I didn't I didn't prep you on this question because I want your actual I want your actual reaction. Um, gun to your head, game seven of the cup. You need one goalie to win. Who are you putting in that? Like of in history? Uh, over the last ten years. Oh, over the last ten years. Because if you said in history, I would have said Marty Brodeur. Oh, that was yeah. That's the easy answer. There's there's he's the best goalie of all time. Yep. Some people say Patrick Wise. It's Marty Brodeur, in my opinion. I got to see Marty Brodeur at the end of the, his Devils time because I was following Prezi, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of like the best goalie ever. So, yeah. no, I'm um, saying last 10 years. Ooh. Put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> it doesn't have to be somebody on my list either. No, no, it doesn't. I'm just saying if you need one game, you need one game to win, who are you putting in? Andre Vasilevsky. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. He's a big game dude. He's a big cat. Yeah. You know who's also an underrated choice for uh, for a game like that um, is Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, and to an even lesser extent, um, going down the list. If you need one game, uh, a guy that's honestly really, really dependable. Um, over the last 10 years, maybe not the past couple, but a guy that could win you a game uh, when it needs to be won is Anton Hudobin. That's a good name. <laughs> um, nowhere near a top 10, right? The dude did have a couple of big runs, um, but... And he doesn't have the, the, the games played to be in the top uh, of any kind of stat. But, um, but, yeah, he could win a big game. He's the third in Dallas right now. Yeah, yeah. right. He's the starter in the oh, NHL this season. He's from Kazakhstan. Well, yes. Kazakhstan because he was born in Russia. That's cool. I didn't know that. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, he's like Borat. I like this. And he's also a really funny dude. Really? Like, really. Well, that's the thing, dude. I'm just looking, and all these goalies are a little fun. Again, if they're elite goalies, they're a little, little funny looking. They're a little goofy looking. That must be why I didn't make it. Yeah, you're too attractive. <laughs> you're, too, you're too attractive to be under that mask walk down. Hey, hey, Ant. What's up? Is it going to rain? It does look like it's going to rain. It's really dark. It's n- it's it's not af- It's five in the 5 o'clock hour on it a does, Monday. It, it, looks, it, it has gotten tut, tut. Looks dark. Looks like rain. It does look like rain. Get your umbrellas. But, okay, on to... That was two little segments we like to do. <laughs> I, I can't guess. wait for the next one. I can't, oh, I can't yes. wait for the Grammys grinder. Okay. I can't wait. Okay, so, Grammys grinder. <laughs> Chris, do we have, have a separate one or are we just going... We're going to do the same one. Okay, so, uh, I think we make a rule. We, Chris and I never discussed Grammys grinders in no particular order for the most part before, before the recording. Okay? Never. We always do our own thing. I feel like... Uh, and with our lists. I feel like if we do, if we both say a Grammys grinder at the same time, we can kind of, not say Hall of Famer it, but this one is a Hall of Famer. Oh, easily. It's, it's a Hall of Famer. And I don't care. It's our show. <laughs> I can do as many Hall of Famers as I want. Okay, so joining Benjamin, <laughs> joining the mouse, uh, Melissa, joining her grandmother. And Wait, how is my mouse on the Hall of Fame? Her grandmother is. Oh, her grandmother, not yeah, the mouse. Said the mouse yeah, let's not give her the Hall of Fame yet. Okay, okay, um, okay. Joining uh, the no, mouse. She's in the mom Hall of Fame. She's, the she's an awesome mom. Joining. Uh, so is my mom. Joining Liam Hendricks. Joining Benjamin. 
joining uh, the mouse's grandmother. It is the reason I got into broadcasting. Yes! It is the reason I got into doing this. It and is, the reason you haven't stopped laughing is, over the past two days. It is Mr. John Sterling. Ow! <laughs> Ow! It hit me! He goes, Ow! The second the second hour was definitely was the realization. Comment, there was a comment on Twitter and it was like I thought that second hour was it for old John. Okay. So The second owl had a lot more vigor to Ow. it. And it was a lot more urgent. It was like he had been shot. It was like, ow. Ow! I'm hit! (laughs) What are we talking about here? If if you're unaware of why we're hysterically laughing, it is because 83-year-old Yankees broadcaster John Sterling, who is, uh, he's called pretty much every Yankee game since the early 90s. Um, And the pitch. Oh, absolute, absolute, you know, stud. Legend. Legend, but... Uh, obviously he's 83, so his health is declining a little bit, and he's not as he doesn't do as many games. He doesn't really do road games. He's just been sidelined with a pretty bad cold. But I mean, when you're 83, most colds are bad. Right. Um, but uh, in the Yankees Red Sox series, um, he was struck in the booth with a uh, with a foul ball from Justin Turner and it hit him. Right in the face, <laughs> directly above the eyebrow, enough to where he had to to cover it with the band aid. But him being struck does not warrant Grammy's grinder. No, what warrants Grammy's grinder is the fact that eighty-three-year-old John Sterling, after being struck with a foul ball hard enough to break his skin, okay, uh, he just shook it off. And proceeded to call the next pitch, which was the game-ending uh, pitch. It was a ground ball to third base. And he just called it. He just powered through and called it. Dude, the fact that... <laughs> it, it's hard to tell, right? It's hard to tell like if the ball is going to hit you in the booth. Like, yes. I love how his call started. And it's pop foul behind him. Oh, oh. I have it if you want to hey, put it on the pod. You can put it on the pod. Okay. So get, just get it. <laughs> it's the video gets me every time. Okay. We need to play this for all of the listeners. So, in case you haven't heard, this This is, is not our content. This is not our content. This is owned by the New York Yankees. This copyrighted uh, telecast. And WFAN. This copyrighted telecast is brought to you in part by the New York Yankees. Any you No, it's brought <laughs> It's not brought to you by oh, the no, New York Yankees. This has been brought to you by Sports and Spaghetti. Right. Any authorized use of this uh, and what is it? Descript May not be disseminated without express rain consent. Sports <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, here here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Here is 83-year-old John Sterling getting hit in the face. Here we go. Ball. Now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Ow! It really hit me. <laughs> So once again, it'll be a three-two. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> Have you seen the video? Yes. The Sterling. Oh no, cam. I didn't you see the video. Seen, oh my God, you haven't seen it. Yeah, this is the Sterling cam they do. Now 
arms <laughs> off the, the windowsill so hard. It took an unbelievable bounce. He had to think that was going to land below them. <laughs> and it greeted him right in the forehead. Oh, oh. ow! <laughs> the second owl was clearly further away. It knocked his headset off of his. He doesn't use a headset. Or the he microphone. Was no, and no. Well, well the, no, the, he, he pushed himself backwards, and he's in a he's in like an office chair, and he slid backwards. Uh, because the second time it was distinctly further he away, went, he was off mic. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and there was a third owl that was even further <laughs> away. That, that it, hit really, it really, that hit, really me. hit me. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it was going to come back here. I love how he says it just like he's talking. Yeah. yeah. He's just having a conversation. Ow. And he still did his He said, ow, on the broadcast. <laughs> he did his whole, oh, yeah, he did all that still. So, woo. Uh. Uh, talk about getting hit, keeping on going. John Sterling, legendary broadcaster of the New York Yankees. I know you will never care about this Hall of Fame <laughs> distinction, but you are a Hall of Fame Grammys grinder in our eyes and a Hall of Fame broadcaster in at least mine. But, oh, Chris, anything, anything else to add before no, we wrap I'm this done up? today. I've said enough today. Oh, boy. I'm Anthony, and this is Chris. This has been Sports and Spaghetti. As always, stay full.